0: Yo, listening to Hot 64 FM, New Donk City Radio, presented to you by OKBeast.com, hosted by Blessing Ad Oye Jr. and Alex Van Aken.
1: Yo, what's up? You are now listening to episode 6 of New Donk City Radio, the number one Super Mario Odyssey podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Addy Oye. Joining me this week, as always, is Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex?
0: What's good, everybody? Ace Wizzy from the River City. I'm sticking with it. Bless Jesus number Christ. one on your friends list on the free run. <laughs> Jesus I've done Christ. it three episodes in a row. I feel like I have to keep that intro now, like on every podcast we do. So mm-hmm. it works. I like it a lot. Get oh, yeah. used to it. Alex, how are you? But, yeah, doing I'm doing man? good, man. I'm yeah. doing good. It uh, doesn't matter how you're sickness. doing because
1: we have a very special guest this episode. <laughs> kind of funny's very own Tim Gettys. How's it going, Tim?
2: let tim host oh it is going very well i it is an honor to be on the show thank you guys very much for for having me and i feel like this episode was made for me because it being the final of the mario odyssey and we're going to be talking about mushroom kingdom that is something mm-hmm. i hold very near and dear to my heart so this is gonna be a good one dude i'm super hyped
1: especially since uh, when it comes to kind of funny it comes to nintendo you're the main dude and i figured it'd be uh, super appropriate to have you on this podcast you're probably the biggest guest mm-hmm. i imagine that we've had so far on an OKB oh, podcast. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. For those who don't know, New Donk City Radio is your number one source for following Mario's adventures as he odysseys into various lands and kingdoms. We're a weekly limited run podcast series. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbs.com and follow at okbs now on Twitter and Instagram. Now, of course, this is the last episode, and so if you're subscribing. Uh well thank you first of all uh, you can still rate <laughs> people will still hopefully come back to the show later on uh, to catch up
2: evergreen content man exactly evergreen. yeah
1: and that's the exact idea this is the, this is like the third one of these that we've done uh we've like tried to pioneer the idea of limited run podcast series and so like it's great first one was with Overwatch second one uh, was with Breath of the Wild called Breath of the Wildland which is still my favorite name for a podcast that we've done <laughs> You're uh, that is
2: fantastic
1: and yeah New Donk City Radio. Uh but so good A couple of announcements If, you, if you've if you been with us If you stuck with us for this long Our relationship doesn't have to end You can still keep up with us Alex hosts PixPulse Radio on OKBeast.com I host the OKBeast podcast on OKBeast.com And we have plenty of podcasts for y'all to check, check out We have A Plus Anime hosted by the homie Ian uh, We have videos on YouTube.com slash OKBeast And if you want to rep New Donk City Radio You can still get uh, the shirt with the logo on it On OKBeast.com slash store um, so feel free to check those out. Also, remember to rate us on iTunes so people can still find us and check us out. Um, but without further ado, let's get into this because we have Tim Geddes on the podcast, which means y'all don't want to hear me talk. Y'all don't want to hear Alex talk. Y'all want to hear Tim talk. Uh, no, so no, Tim, you guys
2: hear me talk way too much. <laughs>
1: dude, I, was just, I, I, I just got done listening to you talk on KFGD. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. But yeah, I want to hear more. So I've, I mean, I'm sure people already know your impressions, but if you mm-hmm. want to reiterate, like, where are you with Mario Odyssey, especially now that you've played more of it, especially now that, you, that you've had more time with it, where are you at with the game? Like, How do you feel about it?
2: So I am approximately 350 moons in, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is not that much. Uh, the reason for that being I do not want this to end. I, I want to yeah. kind of draw out the, the fun that I'm having for as long as possible. I will 100% this game as I have every 2D and 3D Mario game thus far. Um, I absolutely love it and it is such a magical experience where every couple minutes there's something new and I can't believe that even in the post game even as far as I am there's still so much to go and there's still so many things that happen that I'm like wow I totally mm-hmm. missed that the first time I was in this kingdom yeah. or uh, going back and forth and honestly I do feel like the the post game really addressed a lot of the criticism I had of the the campaign itself. And it's hard as I was playing through it. I knew I was enjoying it, I mm-hmm. knew I loved it, but I was constantly comparing it to Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine and Mario mm-hmm. Galaxy yeah. and even Mario 3D World. And not to say that it fell flat or fell short in any uh, of those comparisons, but I was thinking about that constantly. That hit a point in the post game where I stopped comparing it. And Mm -hmm. it was just this is its own thing and it is a perfect thing. Uh, so the question really becomes like, is this the best Mario game ever made? And my answer is it could be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's as far as we need to go. Like there's no benefit to trying to decide if Mario 64 meant more when it came out or you know, Galaxy This or Galaxy Two. It's like these are all such amazing games. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I can feel the magic that Mario Odyssey has in the millionth mario game to come out that shows how special Mm -hmm. this game is
1: yeah yeah and 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 i think both of us totally agree like even alex mm -hmm. and i i think during playing we had the thing where we kept comparing this game to breath of the wild uh Mm -hmm. and i would always like say like yo breath of the wild might be one of the best games i think i've ever played uh considering what it is and i feel like breath of the wild changes things as far as the structure of an open world game uh Alex, like, where where are you at? Because I feel I think last time we talked, you had just beaten the game, yeah. And now that you've had time to spend in the post game, like, has your opinion on the game changed at all?
0: Uh, I would say yes. Um, so to catch everybody up, if you're just tuning in, because Tim's here, like, I have kind of been on this train where. I don't know how I feel about the game. Like, I I definitely enjoy it. It's definitely a great game. But I was like, I feel like I'm missing this magic. Like, I see these reviewers out here, you know, the Andres, you know, the Tims, the other people. Like, there are a lot of people out here that were just like, man, this game's amazing. Like, I cried as soon as I got to Cascade Kingdom. Like, I don't feel (laughs) that. Um, And it wasn't until the post-game that I, like got those chills that everybody was talking about is when the mushroom kingdom like the vista like premieres on screen and i was like man like this is incredible and like just running through and we'll, we'll get into it more but just meeting the characters there seeing the challenges there like that's really where it all comes together and comes to fruition for me and since then like i feel like I, i've been playing a new game like there's just being able to go to each kingdom and there's so many more moons to unlock and i feel like I have the full game now. Whereas before, mm-hmm. it was like I know there's stuff locked behind the end game, and I feel like I'm not like truly appreciating it because I'm trying to, to just get there. And now that mm. I'm there, I feel like I can kind of like bask in it, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely,
2: yeah. yeah. For me, it wasn't until I got to the post game that I realized, uh, and I was saying this a little bit today on kind of funny games daily, but. Mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey does something that, I keep going back to the word magic, and I, I truly believe that Nintendo and Disney have something that no other uh, properties have. And it's this feeling of of magic and wonder. And I remember playing Mario 64 and being able to tell you every single inch of the levels. Mm-hmm. Knowing bob Battlefield, in and out, uh, dire, dire docks, like these levels, every nook and cranny had some story to it. Mm-hmm. And it the game, Forced you to explore all of them in such an organic way um, that yeah. I don't think has ever been replicated in the game since, uh, at least for me. And a, a lot of that comes into how old I was when I played it, and like the you know where the industry was at that point. Uh, but even with Sunshine, like there's certain memories I have attached to the levels and Delfino Plaza as a hub and all of that. Uh, and then as you go on Galaxy and 3D World, there's no real levels that I could tell you every inch of. Right, Mario mm-hmm. Odyssey especially in the post-game, I find myself looking around every corner trying to see what collectible's there mm-hmm. and exploring and having fun and it not feeling tedious. Mm-hmm. And by the by, the time I get all the, the thousand moons or whatever in this game, I will intimately know every single level in a way that I haven't known in any game since Mario 64.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think piggybacking off of that, I think, yeah, one, it's like the levels, and two, for me, it's also the mechanics of movement in the game. Like, Mm. I've been doing the Cooper races nonstop, and Alex has too. We've been trying to one up each other's scores, (laughs) and like, I I would I through my original playthrough of the game of like the original like story and and whatnot, like I wouldn't really use like the diving and the cap throwing mechanics for like getting getting to higher levels, like getting places, and I wouldn't use the roll that much. But in the post-game, like, there are places where you absolutely need to do those things and figure out, like, okay, what is the best way to optimize movement? How can I get from A to B in the fastest way? Yeah. And I've been realizing that, like, yo, this game is actually really good um, at just movement. Like, it reminds me of playing Mirror's Edge, which I love Mirror's Edge because I feel like just moving in Mirror's Edge is fun. And, you it's know, fun, when yeah. you when you can break it down to the act of moving in your game being fun, I think you succeeded uh, above like, a lot of other games. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh man, you're bringing up such a good point. And again, I think that that is what makes Odyssey special. Mm -hmm. When you look at Breath of the Wild and you look at Mario Odyssey, uh, I mean, first off, what a year that Nintendo is having. (laughs) What a year gamers are having. But the idea that, uh, debatably, they're is the best Zelda ever made and the best Mario ever made going up against each other uh, is really impressive and mind-blowing. But when you really boil it down and take out all the hyperbole and all the exaggeration and comparing this to that, what makes Mario special, Mario Odyssey, is the movement, is the momentum of the mm-hmm. character. What makes Breath of the Wild special is the physics. Uh, yes. Both games, super open. Both games, here's a huge world, explore and do whatever you want to do in whatever order you want to do it. Yeah. But with Breath of the Wild... Uh, The fact that the game starts and gives you these five powers that every puzzle going forward uses is so brilliantly designed and Mm -hmm. brilliantly uh, implemented that I think that is the core of why Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made Mm -hmm. is it's huge, a huge adventure with a core set of abilities that you'll use in very creative ways. It reminds me of Portal where... Portal, it, the entire game and all of it works because there's one simple concept that they use in a bunch of interesting ways. And I feel like Breath of the Wild has five simple concepts that you use in a bunch of interesting ways. Mm-hmm. With Mario Odyssey, it's all about the movement. And, blessing, you're totally right. During the the main campaign, you're not taught to use the roll. You're not taught mm-hmm. to use the dive jump. The post game requires it, and the post game really ups the ante. And it. It pushes you as a gamer to use Mario's movement uh, mm-hmm. in ways that you've never had to do before in any of the, the prior games.
1: Yeah. yeah. And one and of it's things, always like oh, sorry, go ahead, Bus. I was gonna say like one of the things that blew my mind while playing is that like I remember in the original Mario sixty four when you do the triple jump, like the press A, press A, press A on each land to do like the the front flip and stuff. So, what? like wah-hoo. Yeah. And like that's not something they like put in the menu. That's kind of something that you discover by yourself. Or, like, mm-hmm. climbing a tree, getting to the top where you're, like, upside down and pressing A to do, like, a special, like, flip. The backflip. Yeah. Or, like, running, pivoting in the opposite, opposite direction and doing, like, the side flip. Like, these aren't these aren't things that are necessarily, like, taught to you, but they're their own discovery in the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that for me, like, Mario Odyssey had the same exact thing. Like, if you spin the left stick, you do, like, the, like the spin and you press A, you do, like, a helicopter kind of move. It took me, like, 300 mm-hmm. moves before I realized you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the dive thing was also something else where like you would jump d- uh throw your cap dive at it bounce off throw your cap again b- uh dive and like you'd be able to get through like large levels just doing that that kind of thing and like that i feel like it, this game harkens back to 64 in such a special and unique way um in the ways that we don't even realize um and i was going to even say like i forget who the, what the name of the director of zelda is Uh, Is that Aonuma? Aonuma. Aonuma, yeah. Uh, And I think he just won an award, or they just won an award for Zelda. And I think it's hilarious because I I remember in the speech he was saying that, like, yeah, I was scared that Mario came out because I was thinking that, like, Mario would have taken this award from us. And, like, that's such a baller thing for Nintendo to be like, yeah, (laughs) we're scared that our other title is going to take this away from us. Like, that's, that's almost like a subtle, like, diss against, like, Horizon and, like, all these other amazing games that have come out. Um, but yeah, like that's just to your point that like yo, it's crazy that America that um, Nintendo's had such a great year in games. Were uh, you gonna say I America? Mean, N- I, was gonna say, I was gonna say America for
2: some reason. <laughs> America has. Nintendo's. Had a great year too. <laughs> no, that is true. That is true, man. We America needs something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but N- Nintendo's EAD studio is studios yeah. are just fantastic, and they've mm-hmm. so rarely, if ever, truly let us down, and so often they exceed expectations and push the envelope and make these classic games and for them to come out with multiple this year is very Mm -hmm. impressive but uh and also in a year not to go too far down the game of the year conversation but i mean like dude horizon is it's incredible and it's breathtaking and it is such an accomplishment but for a game like horizon to kind of be the second thought to a zelda game in 2017 i think that is one of the most impressive things Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's, it's, it's kind of messed... It's, like, low-key messed up that, like, we're, we're in a year where, like, there's <laughs> yeah. so many games... Like, I was listening to KFGD, uh, Kind of Funny games cast for those who might... Or kind of, kind of Funny Games Daily, for those who might not know. And, like, you guys were talking about how, like, Wolfenstein 2 uh, didn't get a nomination. And, like, there, there are games, like... I'm super frustrated that Nier didn't get a nom- nomination. Mm. Because, like, Nier is one of those games where I feel like Nier tells one of the greatest stories, uh, I feel like, you can in a video game. Um, and, like, we're, we're just in one of those years where... Nintendo has kind of come back and is like reclaim that spot of hey we're making uh, dynamic innovative games and we're making the best games and we're coming forward. Um, Yeah. So yeah, like for you guys though, like what was what was the moment where it clicked that this game is like not just like a great Mario game, but this game is like amazing. Like because for me, I think it's the easiest answer is the ending of New Donk City, to where Mm, uh, the festival. Yeah, the festival Mm -hmm. mainly because. And I get made fun of a lot for this, but and but Barrett Court Barrett Courtney agrees with me. Um, both of us, right? Me and Barrett are Donkey Kong 64 fans. Like we both mm. hardcore love that game. And in that game, you're getting, it's a crazy. Yeah, we are. crazy. <laughs> you're, mis- you're mistaken, but We're, it's a it's a perfect. It's the Skyrim of a Nintendo 64. Oh, uh, <laughs> but there's a segment in that game where you can play the original Donkey Kong, and mm-hmm. I used to play that game like crazy when I was young. Mm. Uh, and like for me to. Get to the ending of New Donk City, and for for it to revisit that and kind of revisit, kind of just celebrate the whole uh franchise of Mario in such a deep way. That was that was a, that was the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, this game is special. Like this game is pulling at strings that I haven't felt pulled by mm. any game I've I've played in a long while, maybe like ever. Um, yeah. For, so for you guys, what was the moment where it just clicked for you?
0: Yeah, I think also the festival. Uh, I mm-hmm. think you were even, we were, like, uh, Google Hangouting but before an episode of uh, New Donk, and I was like, let me just get through this this festival. Like, I, it was, like, this tedious thing for me, and then the music kicks on, like, the fireworks are going off, and it's like, you feel not only are, is this franchise celebrated, but, like, you, the, the player, feels celebrated in a way. Oh, um, yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's just, like, it's this really empowering moment. It's like, yeah, I'm, like, I am dope, and this game is dope, and I'm just gonna <laughs> have a blast with it. And from there, I think, like, Even like the latter half of the kingdoms after New Dong, they are like I believe the strongest kingdoms um, in the game, uh, or or Mm. most of them are. And then you just you just like after the post credit scene, go to Mushroom Kingdom. Like I think those two are like the for sure the moments where like it it just clicked for me. Uh, But Mm. what about you, Tim?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, the festival is designed to be special, and it it is. I feel like they succeeded so much, especially because uh, the songs playing. Uh, What what's it called? Uh, What up, Superstar? superstar? D- what jump up super super star. Star. so so amazing so amazing and uh, the fact that it has a second verse in it that we haven't heard yet that yeah. only plays when you I was like this is fucking rad and you're right it makes you feel celebrated it makes you feel special as you're going through this uh, not that it's a moment that made me love the game but the end the, the final boss fight yes. when Bowser gets his own song too yes. it's that is another moment in the game where I'm like this is so ridiculously awesome oh, yeah. and you feel like a badass like you mm-hmm. it reminded me of getting the star in Super Mario Brothers on the NES like mm. growing up where it's mm-hmm. like this feeling of no one can stop me i'm yeah. fucking unbelievably powerful and it's just great uh but for me the moment that it clicked is actually very very early on okay uh Casc- cascade kingdom like you get through the the cappy kingdom whatever it's called mm-hmm. cap kingdom and then that's like the tutorial you get dropped off and the first level is where you get to be the fucking T Rex. <laughs> like, yeah. that blew my mind because I was like, oh, that's probably gonna be way late in the game. The fact that it was that early in the game mm-hmm. told me that Nintendo it was like looking me in the eye and saying, hey, guess what? You do have, you have no idea what's coming next. You yeah. have no idea what you have in store for you. We have way more where that came from. And they delivered. They did. Uh, the, the moment that you face off against Lightning, the dragon boss, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, are yeah. you are you kidding me? Like, this isn't a Mario game. This is unfucking believable. Yeah,
0: yeah I felt like super out of place, but at the same time, it just works. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it, and just like even going back and playing that in Boss Rush mode, it's even better. But we, I guess, we'll get to that. Bless.
1: Yeah, and like first for thing I want to talk about, even like some more of the moments that uh, that we really liked in the game, because like I was gonna say, Ruined Kingdom was another another one for me where yeah, as soon as I landed, I was like. Yo, what is this place? Like, what are y'all doing, Nintendo? Like, this looks like <laughs> Skyrim, uh, and like that boss battle. That boss battle was dope. The aesthetic was dope, and I think it it was jarring, but also like it made sense since like I feel like mm-hmm. every level in this game is kind of jarring to some, st- some sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of what they're going for because like New Doc City is definitely like. When you enter New Donk City, it's like this place doesn't belong in a Mario game. Yeah. Uh, same when you see that dinosaur in Cascade Kingdom, like you've never seen something mm-hmm. like that in a Mario game, and so that mm-hmm. feels weird. Um, and yeah, like when you when you go from kingdom to kingdom, it's all, there's always something there that's kind of super unique and super interesting. Um, so there's that, and there was the moment actually I was playing a couple days ago, um, right after an episode of the show, where me and Alex we we were still in the hangouts and we were kind of just like playing Mario. And I was in Wooded Kingdom, and I'd, I've i gotten, like, over 400 moons at this point. um. And I'm playing in Wooded Kingdom, and I fall off the ledge. And I land oh, yeah. in the deep woods, and I had never seen the deep woods before. Like, I mean, do you guys know what I'm talking about, the deep woods?
2: No, no. Oh,
1: God. Go to Wooded Kingdom <laughs> and just jump off uh-huh. the ledge and just see what happens. Really? Yeah. It's. Oh, like, my God. Legit, that's awesome. I, I'm shocked I didn't find this before. Um, And I'm yeah, shocked nobody, haven't. like told me about it because like it's it's something and since and since you haven't seen i'm not gonna go into it but like mm-hmm. legit it it reconvists me that this game is incredible like just for the fact that there were like parts of the game like this that i had not seen before after playing this much of the game uh, yeah that was another thing for me uh for what about you guys like as far as even like favorite levels favorite moments was there anything else that really stuck out to you guys
2: i feel like the any level that had a really bombastic theme song uh, mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. me enjoy a lot more. So I feel like Cascade Kingdom was one of those and New Dog City obviously is another. Yeah. Even just first getting into New Dog City, all of a sudden it felt like the the ante was upped so much mm. uh, where you're kind of just going through and it's like, this is a great Mario game. Cool, there's the snow world and there's this world and th- mm-hmm. that world. But New Dog City was that moment where I can't believe it was that late in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone kind of expected that to be one of the first worlds. Yeah. And it really was special. And I know it's kind of the easy answer to give, but uh, what a fantastic layout. What a fantastic design. The challenges, except for the jump rope one, are so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, I really feel like that was special. I do wish that uh, Ruined Kingdom had more to it. Uh, the boss fight was great, but. The aesthetics of that level, I think, really deserved a fully mm-hmm. realized world, and we didn't get that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I agree too, because like I really liked Ruin Kingdom. I think we had the conversation on like the previous episode that like yeah we did. My I, my theory is that like they they wanted that kingdom to be short because that kingdom very much felt like a what Bowser's kingdom kind of could be. And I felt like it was kind mm. of a fake out for for when you actually do get to Bowser's kingdom. Because once you get to Bowser's Kingdom, you're like, oh, this place is not what I expected. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bowser's Kingdom is super cool, super Japanese. Uh, you kind of realize, realize that, like, Bowser has style and he's, like, read up on, like, <laughs> Japanese history or something. Um yeah. And so, like, that's – like I, I, I wish Rune Kingdom was, was more fleshed out also. Um, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the time I spent there, even though there's, like, eight moons or whatever there that many? Wow. Okay. I need to go back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few moons there. Like, not okay. as many as any of the other kingdoms, sure. but there's enough for you to kind of just like spend 30 minutes there and just kind mm-hmm. of hang out. Yeah. Um, as far as, since we're talking about moments, I guess we can talk about one of the biggest moments of the game, if not like the biggest moments, arriving in Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. How, mm. and we can start with you, Tim. Like, what, were, what was yeah. your first reaction to Mushroom Kingdom?
2: So, all right. This is such a tricky thing to talk about because mm-hmm. nostalgia is. So amazing, but it can ruin things. And yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like balancing it is so hard to get that feeling right, but then to also add to the emotion and not just mm-hmm. have it be, oh, hey, remember that thing? Here it is again. Yeah. And I feel like certain games handle it gracefully and in such perfect, poignant ways, like Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm-hmm. When you return to Shadow Moses, it is just perfect poetry. Returning to... Peach's Castle at the end of Odyssey gave me that feeling where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, let's go, boys. Let's do this. Getting into the castle, I have to be real. I had an immediate feeling of disappointment. Really? Where, I'm with you, yeah. where I was like, oh, like I thought that there would be paintings that you can jump in yeah. and that you could go into some of the worlds and whatever. So when you get in and you see that it's like, because like, when you're outside of it, I was awestruck. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, this is what a modern outside Peach's Castle looks like. Mm-hmm. But once you get into the castle, when the music changed, oh, it made me tear up. I'm not yeah. even going to lie. It was definitely like a oh, shit moment. Yeah. But it's like I wanted more from it. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the problem with nostalgia is the moment that you start to deliver on that type of thing. You want it all. The people are just going to want more and more and more mm-hmm. and more. Because like. Once I, once I saw we're going to Mushroom Kingdom, I was like, this better just be a Mario 64 remake. I want every level. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And we saw a little bit. I had the same feeling during uh, Galaxy 2 when they had the throwback galaxy yeah. that was the um, Thwomp's Fortress. And I loved that. And it was so fun to just be in that world again. Uh, but with Galaxy, there was the idea of jumping from planetoid to planetoid. And even then, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, I wanted another planetoid to be a Battlefield and then yeah. another one to be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And to see this, I was like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do it, especially because the paintings were hinted at throughout the game when exactly, you just found. Yeah. And I loved that. Then when I realized that the paintings in Mushroom Kingdom were just boss rush mode, essentially, mm-hmm. um, I was a little let down. But mm-hmm. then it's like, then I had that that moment where I was like, I am being such a bitch right now. Like, (laughs) this is so amazing. And the fact that there is as much content in the Mushroom Kingdom as there is is impressive. Yeah. And I spent a long time just trying to get all the the moons there and messing around. And it's great. But I I feel like once you introduce that, it's like, how's Delfino Plaza not in this game? Like, how is... I agree. You know, then that's the problem, though. Like, that's on us.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, there was... Like, I watch a lot of um, Game Explained with uh, Andre Seegers. And he mm-hmm, does, like, him. these hour-long videos of just breaking down trailers and breaking down, like, stuff from E3. Um, dude is, like, mm-hmm. a low-key, high-key genius. And he yep, had, like, one absolutely. video where, like, he pulled up the map and he was just like, yeah, this is Cap Kingdom. This is um, this looks like Mushroom Kingdom over here. And if you look at this this uh, little island over here, this looks like uh, Delfino it's Plaza. It's clearly Isle, Isle Delfino. Delfino. Yeah. Like,
2: it's clearly there. So that's my my theory is DLC. Yeah, like, it, it has to be coming. Uh, but it was a bit of a letdown to to not get that. And again, I feel so spoiled even saying that. But I feel that that's what happens with nostalgia is if you, you give a mouse a cookie, you're just going to go on from there.
1: Yeah. 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 And I totally like I, I, I agree that when I walked into that castle that like it, it did feel empty. And like my first impression of Mushroom Kingdom was um, in Luncheon Kingdom because there's a painting that leads there. Mm-hmm. and so like i went into that painting and you like land in uh yoshi's house yoshi's or whatever house, yeah yeah and like you see peach's castle from afar and i was like wait a that second that is
2: amazing i didn't know that that's yeah. fantastic dude
1: it it is a moment especially if you hadn't gone to mushroom kingdom yet like getting yeah to, like, going into that painting before even getting to the end was a moment and there's a star there and as soon as i got that star i was like yo like is this happening <laughs> like and I, I like i had to keep telling myself i was like temper my expectations temper my expectations yeah well even
2: the like the the simple things like mm, it being a star and it playing the mario 64 jingle when you get the Mm -hmm. star oh my god it's just so so rewarding yeah
1: Yeah. and i had to like keep telling myself too like are they gonna put all of mario 64 in this game are they gonna put like bomb battlefield at the end of this like how because i can't like i kept thinking like okay if they're gonna have peach's castle like it has to be more than peach's castle right like they have to like like, yeah. And I and I think some people kind of spoiled the game for me, too, because in um, in like some Twitter threads and stuff like I saw I, I had I tried to look away, but I saw p- some people saying that like the ending of the game was kind of like uh, the ending of like Pokemon Gold and Silver. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean? Oh, you know, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. People were taking it way far. where, where So, I'll yeah, I was with you where I was like, am I going to walk into this castle and it's going to be like painting entire and stuff? game? Yeah. yeah, an entire game. And like, I um, mean, dude,
2: that, you bring up Pokemon Gold and Silver. Like, I, I know I've talked about this to death on uh, our shows before, but mm-hmm. there, that to me is the golds. Pardon <laughs> the pun, the gold <laughs> standard of end game experience. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say it's perfect. There was a lot of problem with you know Pokemon being under leveled and some of it kind of being rushed and uh, certain areas being locked off or whatever. But going back to Kanto two years later and seeing how the world changed and seeing that Koga left to become elite four and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. that, you know, blue became the new eighth gym leader and like all this stuff is like, it felt like the world was real and had grown with us in the time that we hadn't been playing it. And, I thought that was so substantial and amazing. And it's like, I wish that we would get things like that nowadays, but we just won't because how amazing would it have been to have at least a couple of the Mario 64 levels, at least yeah. the, the early ones, uh, mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Man,
1: And I'm thinking yeah. like Bob on battlefield to me also has like, I, I have no idea what, I guess nobody has any idea what, uh, Nintendo's DLC DLC plans is going to be, but like the Al Delfino one has to be there. I w- really want Bob on battlefield to be there um and i forget who said this on our last episode i think it was either either Alex or barrett said um like hyrule dlc like I if think you, it was if, barrett yeah, yeah barrett <laughs> dude, was like, so oh yeah that'd be so awesome get into zelda i was like dude that's crazy enough for it to like b- maybe be real considering yeah. that like some of the stuff they've done with dlc before um but yeah like alex w- what about you for um getting into peach's castle like what was that experience like for you
0: yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm definitely not as uh, big of a Mario sixty four fan as you two are, but I for sure like having an affinity for that game, and like I, it does, you know, I have childhood memories associated with it. So I was a bit disappointed, and um, I do think like I think the towers and stuff and that, like they they kind of tackle some of my issues with it, but also it's still like, man, I'm not I'm not satisfied, and it's kind of like that mm-hmm. thing we talked about, like I always want something more, especially with the game so focus on the little details like so i I was talking to bless he made fun of me for it rightfully but i put on the luigi outfit i was like dude am i about to jump like luigi uh and (laughs) and no i don't i jump like mario but i kind of wish they took it a little further in some of those cases um but granted i understand like especially with the, the costumes like changing up mario's jump like that late in the game that brings in probably some design issues and such but yeah um you know i it is that thing like i just want more i want more but I am satisfied with what I have, especially, like, looking back at it all. Um, I'm, what, I think I'm, like, almost 350 moons. Like, I've had a great time with the game. It's a fantastic game. And I do think, like, I think it's one of the greatest Mario games ever made. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, like, I feel like I need, I need time from the game, like, to to, to uh, let it breathe and such. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole Mushroom Kingdom stuff.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm hoping that, like, and we'll probably talk about this more in the future, that, like, uh, I really hope they make Mario Odyssey 2. and I really hope it does for like Odyssey what Galaxy Two does for Galaxy, um, mm. because I feel like Mario Odyssey do- it Mario Odyssey does every well it does most things right. Like I- I'm gonna say it does everything right. There are some things it could have done better, but I feel like it does pretty much everything right. Um, mm-hmm. But like I I could I could very much see this game going next level. Um, and like for me, as far as like Peach's Castle, uh, my first like my there was one moment where my arms like got weak, and I was like, "Yo, like what the heck?" <laughs> and that's when, um, when I went to the back of Peach's castle, and I yeah. tried to go into this door, and the per and the Toad wh- or whoever that was blocking it was like. Uh, you don't look blocky enough to enter this door, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. what did you just say?" And I just like made a, I made, I made a turn, went back to the cap store or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, they got a Mario sixty four costume in here." Yeah, uh, put that on immediately, and I was like, "Yep, this game is, this game is all I need. <laughs> this game is everything."
2: I, I exclusively use that outfit once I got it. That's been, just been my. My go-to. It's. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. It's. It's pandering in the best way, and oh, yeah. I just absolutely love that. Yeah. But for me, it was like getting on the roof of Peach's oh, castle yeah. and Yoshi, Yoshi being up there mm-hmm. and being able to throw the cap at him. I'm like, this is brilliant. Yeah.
0: It
1: is. Yeah. Did you guys try to jump on Yoshi?
2: I did, of yeah. course. <laughs> that
1: was the first thing I did. I was, I was like, like, oh yeah, that huh. that
0: mechanic they've been teaching me the past 30 hours. So I, should, I should probably do that. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, like- but so. You bring up uh, Mario Odyssey 2, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting thing, because as I was playing Mario Odyssey the 1, <laughs> uh, forever in the promotion of it, they talked about it like, this is the sequel to 64 and Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Galaxy, mm-hmm. Galaxy 2, and 3D World, that's on a different path. And they even made that little graph, in the infographic, and showed us. Mm-hmm. As I was playing Odyssey, I feel like, not that we were lied to, that's the wrong way to phrase this but that that's not entirely accurate. This really kind of feels like a blending of Galaxy and 64, Yeah. where things are very open, and uh, do, there's, you can get moons left and right, and there's so much shit to do, but at the same time, a lot of it felt much more similar to Galaxy than uh, you ever experienced in the other games, where in Sunshine, right, you had those levels where you you give up your flood, and you have to do the obstacle courses, right? Yeah, I feel like this game, has so many more of those Mm -hmm. and they're better than we've ever seen in the franchise leading up to this. And Mm -hmm. that includes 3D uh, Mario 3D world. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in a lot of ways, this is the ultimate 3D Mario experience where it takes a little bit of all the right things. And you talking about galaxy two, I feel like galaxy two improved on an already perfect game Mm -hmm. from galaxy one. And imagining what a odyssey two will look like is it's just kind of, it's scary, and yeah. I I do think we'll get it. That's the the fun part. Is like I think that we'll we'll get an Odyssey two.
1: Yeah, and I was saying like I don't know what they'll do to it, but I mean I guess basically what Galaxy whatever Galaxy two does for does for Galaxy is like improved levels, hopefully like more fan service, more nostalgia. Which this game, as far as any game I've played, this game does more for nostalgia and for Easter eggs and references than any other piece of media I've experienced. Like, yeah. I feel like every mm-hmm. level. Like, when I got to um, Moon Kingdom, I was like, oh, yo, they're referencing Galaxy Hard here. When I got to yeah. Mushroom Kingdom, I was like, well, obviously Mushroom Kingdom, this is all 64. And even, like, um, uh, in Seaside Kingdom, when you capture the jellyfish-looking things, I was like, well, mm-hmm. this is kind of like Oh, Flood. this is Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, Sunshine, yeah. And, like, yeah, like you said, like, it, it Poochie's is a there. Very, it is very good, like, amalgamation of all the 3D Mario games. And I think yeah. it's, it does it excellently. Um mm-hmm. And even like we talked about the ending last week of the game, but we can even talk about it a little bit more because like we didn't talk about like how uh, when after you beat the game, the each of the levels get more moons. And like you, mm-hmm, you start yeah. to see things like the Koopa races. You start to see uh in every level, which is awesome. Like I'm so happy. Oh, so game. cool. Did so more cool. stuff with Peach. Um, and yeah, like what have you guys been or what levels have you guys been going back to? Like how have you guys been interacting with the game now that you've beaten it? Um, and has the post game done like done anything for the game for you like has the game has oh, the post yes. game for you
2: yeah man the to me the post game made this from oh this is a perfect game to this is one of the best games of all time mm-hmm. like it, it it the allowed added so much challenge uh to to everything and in addition to that i feel like the pacing of this game is so good where the campaign never kept you in a level too long and it pushed you to the next thing, next thing, next thing, always mm-hmm. something new, always something new. And once you get to the, the post game and those moon blocks or whatever the fuck they're called, uh, get added to the different levels mm-hmm. and unlock all the new moons in each world. Yeah, I feel like that it's so perfectly timed for when you want more and when you want to go back to those levels. And in addition to that, what an amazing reward for gamers to get that uh, when they accomplish something, oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. when you collect these things, this is what happens, and it rewards you with more gameplay that's better and more challenging, mm-hmm. and it's just that is game design at its best.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think like even like the small like looking at the post game content, like what sticks out most to me, it's gonna be the Koopa free running, which I would have never. <laughs> like, like I said, I hate time trial stuff in like most games, uh, and for some reason yeah. it's just like the perfect amount of competition, like in a single player game. Like every every morning, like I wake up, I'll take a I'll take a dump and like pull my switch out and like I'm gonna be blessed's next score. <laughs> there you uh, go, man. And it's just like that every day, and it's I I don't know what it is. I think it's just like like you kind of hinted at earlier, bless, Like it's this. Playground for me to like use all of my abilities like at their full potential and, um, and I don't know. I, I just love it And the, I think the mm-hmm. Koopa free running like just makes me appreciate the level design so much more um, But yeah, that's kind of like what has been taking up the bulk of my time
1: It's it's funny like that, you now now that you mention it like I hate time trials in games. Yeah like, I, Oh, I don't hate them, but I, I never do time trials in games <laughs> I never, I never deal with leaderboards in this game. Mm. This is like one of the first games where I'm like, you know, I'm doing time trials just like so going to the the top games on quick next summer. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like looking at Alex's score, I'm looking at Barrett's score, and I'm looking at Jace plays games score, and I'm like, I'm beating all y'all I mean you at the haven't game. yet,
0: but maybe I, one day. I, it's, 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 a, it's
1: like it's a domino thing, or I guess not a domino thing, but it's a thing where like I, I, get to the top and immediately like the next time I check, somebody's already beaten me. Yeah. Um, yeah, And so I'm coming for you. Uh, right. Especially in Cascade Kingdom, where that's my bread and <laughs> bread and butter. Um, All right. But yeah, this game, this game is also one of those games where the more you play it, I feel like the better it gets. Um, yep. Hundred percent. Because like one of the one of people's biggest complaints with this game is that it's too easy. Um, uh, and I yeah. agree for like the for the first part of the game. Like, I feel like the main campaign. That's weird to say about a Mario game, but the main campaign is pretty easy and i get and i understand Mm -hmm. nintendo's thinking because i feel like that's primarily for kids that are playing the game Mm -hmm. um because the game does get gradually like there are very hard parts of the game and there are like oh my god very well hidden moons and the more you play the game the more you sweep away all the obvious moons and like by the time you get to like 500 600 700 moons one you're in like the the dark side of the moon or like whatever the latest levels are and those are where the most most challenging things are and then like even in the regular levels like the 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 moons that you're getting first are the easiest ones. Like yeah, it's it's almost like turning up the the uh, difficulty level of the game as you're playing it. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, like the well hidden moons are the ones you're finding last. The harder moons are the ones you're you're finding last. Like the yeah. like it's it is it's a weird uh Destiny like experience. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I didn't love Destiny until I finished the campaign and started playing the raid, and essentially like this the post game content, especially the deeper you get into it that's kind of like the raid of this game mm-hmm. which yeah. I find to be fascinating yeah uh, oh go ahead
2: uh, I was gonna say you, you bring up something uh, really interesting with uh, the the star or not the stars the moons and how they're really easy to get but then eventually they become really hard mm-hmm. there's so many moons in this game mm-hmm. but what I think Nintendo nailed is one of my favorite articles I've ever read. On the internet, uh, I forgot who wrote it, and I don't even know where to find it. But I'm sure if you just Google Donkey Kong Country Two, uh, tf, actually, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but sorry, I don't even know what you search for. I'll try to find it, and if I find a link, I'll send it over to you guys. Yeah. But it was an article everyone's seen. Eagle Raptors video on mm-hmm. Mega Man X, right? Mm, the sequelitis yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, everyone's heard about the brilliance of Super Mario Brothers One and how it teaches you how to play and avoid the Goomba and jump and all that. Mm. This article was about Donkey Kong Country 2 and how it is 2D platformer perfection in the way that it is about collecting things as much as it's about beating the level. Mario was always about get to the end. Mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country was always get the Kong letters and get the bananas and get the the hidden things here and there. And the game, as you go through, teaches you uh, via different languages to understand where to look for secrets. For example... Pretty early on, uh, it the game guides you to go left instead of right at the beginning of a stage, which opens up this mm-hmm. bonus area where you get one of the letters. Mm-hmm. That teaches you that going forward, that's something you should try. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Every new level you get into, try going left first. When you follow the lines of bananas, if they bananas go into a pit, that means you can go into that pit and not die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're guiding you there. They're teaching you, This is an okay place to go. Follow the bananas. And there's way more things like that as you go through the game that the game is leading you and guiding you where it wants you to go. I feel like Mario Odyssey does that very well in a 3D space where the more you play, once you beat the campaign, you have an understanding of where moons are and how you can get moons. So you start moving the camera in different ways to look around corners. You start thinking about navigating through a level differently with the idea of oh i know where they're going to put a moon i know where they're going to put a challenge i know mm-hmm. where the purple collectibles are going to be
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i feel like that is peak nintendo of them just understanding how to teach us to play a game and then reward us for doing what they want us to do
1: yeah and All they said. do a good job of like introducing the intended way and then in then like flipping it on its head um exactly with like the camera thing uh you just mentioned cuz i remember uh, I think we were pro- I think we might have been streaming this game and I was uh, I was in one of those challenge rooms where it essentially there's a box with like a maze in it and you have to like throw your cap at the walls to like turn the walls and mm-hmm. inside of there there's was, there's was a, a moon and like I knew for a fact that there's a second moon in there and I was like where's the second moon and it hits my head like oh wait turn the camera and I just turn rotate the camera around and yeah the moon's right like there. on the yeah, it's right there on the bottom side of the of the, of the maze um,
2: and that's the thing too is yeah. every single one of those challenge rooms has two moons yeah and they teach you that as you play through the game so eventually when you get into a room you're looking you're thinking where's the alternate path like where's mm-hmm. the other thing I'm supposed to do
1: yes so to kind of wrap wrap up here um where do we see the future of mario uh, and we kind of we kind of hinted at it before with like the idea of Mario Odyssey 2 but mm-hmm. even like beyond that like is there is there an idea of what we think Mario is going to be for maybe like the Nintendo Switch 2 or like I guess Switch U God I hope it's not a Switch U <laughs> <laughs> Where where do we think Mario goes because I honestly have no idea um and I mentioned this on the previous episode that like I think that Nintendo has to drastically change Mario or maybe not drastically, but they have to change Mario in a very unique way moving forward, or like mm-hmm. some kind of galaxy switch where um uh, because I feel like in terms of making a Mario that is like this, where it's like open environment uh where're going to like reference all these other all these other games, like I feel like they've kind of like blown their load with this one because mm-hmm. this game has all the best references I feel like they can make um and like I don't know what a Mario beyond Mario Odyssey looks like um
2: so what's funny about that is i didn't know what a mario beyond mario galaxy looked like Mm. until they gave us odyssey yeah and in a lot of ways as amazing as odyssey is i still don't think that it did what galaxy did Mm -hmm. to me uh simply because galaxy adding the physics based gravity and what that allowed for platforming that changed 3d platforming uh, whereas this just kind of, I think, refined and perfected. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's why, to me, I think Breath of the Wild is my game of the year Same. over Odyssey, is because Zelda took the those physics and stuff and like really changed how Zelda is played mm-hmm. and how exploring is is done in video games. Uh, I remember thinking, I mean, during the Wii U's early days, back when we still had some hope uh for what would come when we still imagined there would be a proper metroid and a proper uh zelda and a proper mario game that we never actually got uh I remember thinking, like, what are they going to do? Like, the, the joke always is, once you go to space, what do you do after that? Mm-hmm. And Mario went to space in galaxy, and it's like, how do you top that? And when I first heard, oh, Odyssey, it's going to be this kind of globe-trotting adventure, I was like, I don't know that that really ups the ante. And I think that mm-hmm. the, the cap mechanic is, is really what pushed it. And at the end of the day, it benefited the style of game Mario is because it allowed more momentum and movement abilities. And mm-hmm. that's what this Mario is about. Uh, but what will you do after this? I don't know. I mean, I do think that a Mario odyssey two is, is possible. I guarantee that we'll see a super Mario maker for switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine that'll also, I, I, I think it won't just be a port. I think we it will have substantial, um, improvements. I think mm-hmm. there'll be like a world map, uh, mm. ability and i i also think that you'll be able to make your own game so make sets of levels that go together like Mm -hmm. world one world two world three um so yeah definitely we'll be getting that what i'm most excited about for mario and what he's doing next is what's the next 2d game look like Hmm. like i'm i'm hoping beyond hope that they give the fuck up on this new super mario stuff and and I think that they will. I think that this Nintendo we're dealing with now understands. They will make another two D Mario game. Mario Maker will not replace that. That'll be a third pillar. And I'm hoping that it has a totally new art style and a totally new idea to it because I want another Super Mario Brothers three, another Super Mario World, another jump like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I don't know. Like we we like fantasize about these. Uh, uh, so in a lot of 3D games, like, oh, I get to go do the 2D thing again. That's really cool. I would I, I would be interested to see, like, if they could flip it on its head. Like, have a 2D main Mario game and then maybe, like, experiment with 3D in, like, special moments. Like, not not the entire game. But, like, I don't mm. know. I, we always kind of, like, fantasize about, like, oh, man, I can do that old thing and this new thing. Like, what if we kind of spin it on its head? You know what I mean? I Interesting. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, that's a cool idea. I mean, I feel like uh, – and. God, people are going to roast me for saying this, but I feel like <laughs> modern Sonic games kind of attempt to do that.
0: Sure, yeah. Where yeah.
2: they're mainly two D focused, but then for big spectacle moments, it'll turn more three D, mm-hmm. uh, and those don't always turn out too well. Sure, <laughs> maybe yeah. they should You're stick right, to yeah. that. Yeah, maybe we stick should. to two D. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Generations, though, man. That was a Generations, God. though, man. What a great game! I don't know but why I mean, they couldn't do it. Generations,
2: dude. Did you play Forces?
1: No, I didn't even bother. He played it at PAX, and I the first thing PAX, he said
2: was, "I'm worried." PAX <laughs> Dude, was the moment where I was it's, like,
1: it's, "Oh no, yeah.
2: yeah." And it's so unfortunate because it, it was the team behind Colors and Generations, and I love both of those games. Yeah, and it's just it's simply not good, and that's so unfortunate, especially coming right after after Mania, which yeah. is undeniably the best Sonic game.
1: Yeah, it's almost like it's kind of messed up. Like, I, I I having just played Mania. And then at being at PAX, trying to play the 2D sections in Sonic Forces, mm-hmm. I was like, "This does not feel right at all. Like, this is just <laughs> no. this is just bad." Um, and I could even the 3D sections uh, didn't feel good. But thankfully, Mario, you know, Mario's still mm-hmm. in a great place, and so we don't have. Oh to, yeah, we still have Mario. Um, and I try to keep my 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 head focused on that. Um,
2: <laughs> so uh, well, sorry, the last thing I want to say about mm-hmm. the the future Mario, like DLC is a big question mark, like oh,
0: yeah, true true. Yeah. We
2: knew that Zelda was gonna have DLC from the moment it was announced, really. Mm-hmm. Like what's weird is no, Nintendo hasn't said anything about Odyssey DLC. So it's not a sh- surefire thing that it's gonna happen.
0: There's is just, it, like, so many different hints. I don't know, like, there's so many, like, we've, we've talked about it on the show, like, there's so many little things, like, why isn't that in the game? And I, I I don't know, like, maybe it's not in the game, but I feel like it'd be such a missed opportunity to not, like, have Delfino, or, like, we've already mm-hmm. said it, but, like, I don't know, it just, yeah. it seems like Nintendo, there is more.
1: Nintendo is also Nintendo, <clears> so it's, you, you can never really <laughs> expect anything from them, because I would have expected we have Smash this year and like i know i like, can't believe it yeah or like virtual console and there's so many things that you expect from nintendo that they just they're just like no nah, nah. nintendo worked we work on our time yeah. um mm. and yeah it could be a similar thing with dlc where they're like no nah, we don't think mario needs dlc and i i maybe understand it but i'd be disappointed i
2: so. would be very disappointed and I, I do think they're gonna do it i'm just i'm a little surprised they haven't talked about it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of
2: smash brothers uh i I was talking to uh, some some people I know over at Nintendo uh, about it recently, and this is total. Take it with the grain of salt, rumor <laughs> stuff. Uh, but from my understanding of a couple conversations, and this is so far removed from things, <laughs> but it sounds like a Smash Four port. So a Smash Wii U port is not in the cards, man. And uh, it sounds man. like that uh, they're going straight into Smash Five. Uh, which is kind of kind of shocking to me, and mm-hmm. there's there's rumors of Melee HD, but that's where I really start to take it with a grain of salt. Where I'm like, I yeah. don't know about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and like, I, 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 it's it's hard because Nintendo, especially with the Wii U, like, the Wii U did not have that large an audience, and so like, I mean, everybody wants this, right, for them to just port all their mm-hmm. great games from Wii U mm-hmm. to Switch, yeah, especially Smash, especially um, Mario Donkey Maker. Kong Tropical Freeze, yeah, Tropical man. Freeze, yeah. like. 3d world we had such great games and i'm i'm really hoping I, I wish what they would do is just be like hey and everybody everybody would hate this and so maybe not do this but like what i would want if i if i could write a letter to nintendo and they do whatever i want i'd just be like hey 2018 don't even release new games just Stop. move all the wii u to switch <laughs> and i'll take well, that you know? i mean dude it's it's yeah. so
2: interesting to look at uh nintendo's like release calendar going forward we knew this year of games in January, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like when they did their January presentation, it was like Zelda and Mario and uh Rabbids. Well, I guess a couple of these are E3 announcements, but uh Fire Emblem Warriors yeah. and arms. um and arms and so we've seen a Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart like mm-hmm. we're now com- we've made it through that year and it's been fa- and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's been fantastic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what what about 2018? Like, we have Yoshi, we have Kirby, we know that, we have Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. but like, that's not enough. Like, yeah. you need something bigger than that.
1: Yeah. And the thing that gives me hope is the fact that, like, most of these games that we've gotten this year, we didn't know until that presentation. Like, we didn't know until the begin- beginning of this year. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that, like, at the beginning of next year, uh, oh, please, they, they come with a fire. Uh, because if uh, they don't, I- then it might be. It, that would worry me greatly it busy would and i mean again
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i learned uh with last january's presentation to not get too excited about That's them making true. all the right moves That's but true. they've they've proved me wrong every single step since then uh i feel like they, their directs have been fantastic i feel like their their game rollout plan has been just nothing short of a success mm-hmm. so I, I'm going to dream big for January. I hope they come with a direct. I hope that the direct officially announces its online platform and what it's going to be, which will be a uh, Netflix-style virtual console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think, will you know tide a lot of people over. And then, yeah, give the games like Yoshi and Kirby and all those things more firm release windows. And then just keep going forward. But, yeah, they need to bring some big guns. Like Metroid there's no chance it's next year no pokemon has a chance but it's i almost hope it doesn't come out next year because if there's one franchise i want them to breath of the wild eyes it's pokemon Mm -hmm.
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah very much agreed uh tim thank you so much for joining us uh it's been a pleasure thank you talking mario uh if the people for so most of the people listening to this know who you are but for the the percentage that might not know you where can they find you who are you (laughs) (laughs)
2: They can find me at Tim Geddes on Twitter. That's T-I-M-G-E-T-T-Y-S. I Uh, I work for a company called Kind of Funny. It is fantastic. Uh, You can check us out on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games where we make a bunch of content every single day, Uh, and it's fantastic, and it has been an utter honor to be here on the new Donk City radio podcast. I love these guys. OK Beast are the future of what we're doing, and I cannot wait to see them grow. Same. Thank you so much, man. Uh, yeah, dude, thanks. Alex,
1: where can the people find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ItsVanAken. That's I-T-S-V-A-N-A-K-E-N. And uh, I've started posting on Instagram more, so check me out on there. But uh, I also host the Pixel Pulse Radio podcast, and I do video essays on Fridays at YouTube.com slash OKBeast. And
1: they're really good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, I they think are. they are, too. You know what? <laughs> they're good. You can also find me uh, on Twitter at blessingjr. That's at blessingjr. You can find my videos, like Alex. I also do video essays on YouTube.com/okbeast, slash and you can find pretty much everything we do on okbeast.com. Yep. Uh, sadly, this is our last episode. It's been a mm-hmm. pleasure. To, it's been a pleasure to do this podcast uh, with you guys. Thank you for for all those who have listened to all those who have supported, rate us on iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, once again it's been a pleasure it's been great it's been fun this is one of my favorite limited run podcast series we've done even though it's one of the only ones we've done uh, <laughs> and remember this has been your number one source for following mario's adventures as he odysseys into various and in kingdom various lands and kingdoms um once again you can visit okimis.com uh if you want to keep up with us uh also subscribe or also follow at okimis now on twitter and instagram we'll see you elsewhere <laughs>
0: Check. 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 You're listening to OK Hot Beast, Hot 64. Hot 64 FM, New York City, where are you The donks are fresh enough the... Hot 64 FM New Dong City Radio. Late
1: night. Late night, New Dong City Radio.